the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God did advance work for us. We cannot pay him back. But at least we can use what he has given us and give to others. That's all that he's asking us to do. What I have given you, share, give to others, show others what I've shown you. What I've given you, spread it around. God will be very pleased. In fact, our parents, many of them don't even want anything from us, really. All they want is to see us doing well. When they see us doing well, they are very glad. Amen. That satisfies them. When you are not doing well, it's painful for them. No matter what you give them, they don't really care about what you give them. They care about how well you are doing because when you are doing well, they are pleased. They are well. Even God sees it like that. When we are doing well, he is pleased. When we are not doing well, he is grieved. If you are not doing well, God is not pleased. That's not what he wants for you. He wants you to do well. Amen. The grace of giving. The grace of giving. The grace of God is a gift. Giving, forgiving, and it's abandoning. Let me say that again. The grace of God is a gift. It's giving. Very giving. The grace of God is giving. Very giving. It's forgiving and it's abandoning. Because the grace of God is a gift giving, forgiving and abandoning. It is meant to be shared or spread around. The word of the Lord to us today, again, is on the grace of giving. Why we need to abandon in this grace? Why do we need to abandon in this grace? How can we abandon in this grace? Why do we need to abandon in this grace of giving? And how we can abandon in this grace of giving? Before we get even to those two, we need to look at what is the grace of giving? What is the grace of giving? Second Corinthians 8, 7. Here we see Apostle Paul exhorting and challenging the Corinthian church with the example of the Macedonian church on this matter. In 2 Corinthians 8, 7, Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, says, But as you abound in everything, I think NIV says, as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you are bound in this grace also. What is this grace also? It's the grace of giving. Second Corinthians chapters 8 and 9 talk a lot about the grace of giving. So he says, as you increase, as you are bound, as you excel in everything. But when you look at First Corinthians chapter 1, um, the Holy Spirit says, uh, you know, you are enriched in everything by the Holy Spirit. In speech, in diligence, in knowledge, in understanding. So here in Second Corinthians it says, as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you excel. You excel in this grace also. You grow in this grace also. The grace of giving. In fact, if you read the previous verses, verses 1, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 6, this place describes for us very well the grace of giving. It's a classic example of the grace of giving, otherwise called the grace of God. And what we're going to read here is not just giving. 
This is an example of the grace of giving. Yeah, there is giving, but there is the grace of giving. This is a classic example of the grace of giving. So, listen us attentively as we read this. 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 6. First of all, in the New King James Version, then we'll read it in the NIV. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God. We make known to you the grace of God. Bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abandoned in the riches of their liberality. Those are big words, and they are really, really deep here. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us, begging us with much urgency that we will receive the gifts and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we, we had hoped, but the first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he will also complete this grace, this grace of giving in you as well. Now, NIV says, and now brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Again, this writing is to the Corinthian churches. Now, Apostle Paul is citing the example of the Macedonian churches, what they did. And he says, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace of God that has been given to the Macedonian churches in the midst of a very severe, very severe, not just severe, very severe trial. Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty well up in rich generosity. How does that make sense? It's only grace that can do that. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing this service to the lost people. Privilege. Privilege. Many of us, when we do something for somebody, we feel really proud. It's a privilege. If that person doesn't appreciate it, be like, forget it. I won't do that again. Every opportunity that we have in life, even for your work, the work you do in your workplace, the job you do, is a privilege. They may not appreciate it. They may even abuse you, do all kinds of things. But because you know that you don't serve man, you serve God, you know that is a privilege. So you always keep yourself humble in the sight of God. What you do is not for that person necessarily. You do it for God, because of God. So you always keep yourself humble. You count it as a privilege, as an opportunity. So in their giving, they say, this is a privilege to give. Verse 5. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then... By the will of God, also to us. By the way, if you have not first given yourself to the Lord, you cannot have this grace of giving. First of all, give yourself to the Lord. Then your gift can follow. So we urge Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. Verse 7, but since you excel in everything, this is in NIV, since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, 
See that you also excel in this grace of giving. So again, we see the grace of giving, an example in the Macedonian churches. The grace of giving, not just any kind of giving, is the grace of giving. It's only a revelation of the grace of God, the grace of giving, that can give you an abundance of joy, overflowing joy, in a time of very severe trial. It's only a revelation of the grace of God. It's only a revelation of the grace of God that will give you an abundance of joy, an overflowing joy, in a time of very severe trial. It's only a revelation of the grace of God, the grace of giving, that can move you to give generously, even though you are in extreme, deep poverty yourself. Let me say that again. It's only a revelation of the grace of God, the grace of giving, that can move you to give generously, even though you are in extreme, deep poverty yourself. Oh, I don't have. I don't have nothing. Everybody's got something. you got to smile. You can give a smile. Amen. You know? Even if it's expensive, give it. It's painful to you. Give it anyway. You can smile. <laughs> you can wave. You can greet. Hello. How are you? That would mean something to somebody, you know? Yeah. Everyone has got something that they can give. But just think about your life. You've got so many things. So many things. You've got an abundance. There's a lot you can give. The grace of giving. That's what the Lord is speaking to us. An act of the grace of giving or the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of giving, an act of the grace of God or the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's also, you know, uh, the grace of giving is, is an act of the grace of God. Second Corinthians 8, 9. That scripture is so deep. So, so deep. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. This scripture is loaded. Did you hear that? This scripture is loaded. It's deeply packed. It will take the light of understanding to just get a glimpse of what the Holy Spirit is saying. By the way, this is written to those who have tasted, those who have experienced the grace of God, the grace of giving. Yeah, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is saying to them, don't you know? Don't you know? You know. Yes, you have experienced the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Again, there are so many, many things here. There are so many gems and treasures loaded in these words. Many translations, versions say almost the same thing, really. It's like, there's no way around it. <laughs> they all have to say it the same way. Because I try to read other translations just to uh, try to understand. But uh, they all say the same thing. So it's not really, really of no help. I just have to rely on the Holy Spirit. When you read other translations, and be like, oh yeah, I see, I understand now. But this one, they all say the same thing. You just have to pray to God and say, Lord, I don't understand. What does this mean? Now, if you look at it in New Living Translation, we already read it in what? New King James Version. Now, let's look at it in New Living Translation. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Ah, well, same thing. Just generous. That is different there. Mm. Okay? So that's New Living Translation. If you look at the Passion Translation, for you have experienced the extravagant 
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty we become rich beyond measure. Ah, just decorated a little bit more, but still, that doesn't really help me to see. Now, let's take a closer look. The Lord is speaking to us on the grace of giving, an act of the grace of God. Or the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. As described in this verse. 2 Corinthians 8-9. Is not just about giving. It's about generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn. Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency. Knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.